You read the Bible, Greg. Talking to me? I'm a law Wait, wait, let me, let me explain something to you. Um, I am not Mr. Lebowski. You're Mr. Lebowski. I'm the dude. I don't know how to put this, but I'm kind of a big deal. So what you want? Jesus freak. Got a bad feeling about this. King Kong ain't got shit on me! Do I really look like a guy with a Oh wow, thank you for that. Hello and welcome to the Film and Loathing Podcast for Thursday, July 18th, 2021. This is episode 109. My name's Jake. I'm Chris. My name's Zach. Coming up this week, we've got a review of the new Liam Neeson Netflix film, The Ice Road. We'll also talk about some other stuff that we watched and whatever else comes up along the way. So, as always, thanks for downloading. Thanks for listening. Glad to have you with us. How are you guys this week? Do you have a good fourth? It's not the 18th, by the way. Oh, yeah, it's the 8th. <laughs> yeah, I had an okay fourth. It was decent until I went to bed at 9 o'clock. And then at 9.30, you hear this big boom in the sky. And you're like, what the fuck is that? Why'd you go to oh, bed yeah, at nine o'clock? Yeah, why'd you go Dude, to bed? I go to bed at nine o'clock every day. Why? Do you go to bed at I get up at four thirty? Why? I'm fucking tired. Why are you up? Why are you getting up at four thirty? That's just this is what this is just the routine. That's the schedule. Well, what time do you go to work? I usually don't go to work till like eleven. Okay, so what 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 are you doing from four thirty to eleven <laughs> o'clock? Let me rephrase that. I usually, yep. like, my alarm goes off at 4.30, but usually, like, I'm out of bed by 5. You just like to have your morning. There's no I love other, the morning. There's nobody else up in the world. It's just you. You do your thing. Yeah, I do me. Yeah, but what does doing you consist of? Like, I'm curious what oh, you know. well, 5 to 11 looks like. I usually read in the morning. Okay. And then today I played two hours of the Pokemon TCG Online. So that was important. Hold on, wait, wait, wait. I'm not even going to judge you on that because I'm actually, I'm genuinely curious. What is the Pokemon TCG? This is a card Trading game. card game. Oh, okay, yeah, I'm judging you again. I Continue. played that online. And, what hour uh, does this roughly? Seven to nine? Eight to ten? Yeah, break us down, uh, by, was... break us down by 15 minute increments. Okay, uh, actually, so I, prefer by, I prefer by minute. <laughs> at five, usually if the dogs are there, I'll feed them, take them outside. So now we're looking at like 5.15. I'll start the coffee. I'll go. I'll pot sit down. Pot French press? Coffee pot uh, or French just, press? Just a pot. Yeah, he's, not a, he's not a fancy fuck. And then I'll sit down. I'll open my computer, see what I was looking at the day before. So you usually interesting. Do you usually feel guilty when you look at what you were looking at the day before? <laughs> no. Never. This man has no shame. Look at him. <laughs> <laughs> you know, usually I'm in the midst of some YouTube video that is either like a three hour long conversation or it's like old ladies falling down. So I'll eat there. <laughs> depending Doesn't on which feel one guilty it... about that. There's nothing <laughs> to feel guilty about there. <laughs> so depending upon which one it is, I'll either continue or I'll start from the beginning. And then coffee's ready so i'll go get some coffee this is when i well 
hold on. We're I'm at about like, 5.45 now by this point. 5.35. How long of a video are you watching of old ladies falling down that would require you to start that process over again? They're usually like two and a half minutes. Okay. All right. All right. Continue. We're at five. The real question is like, what was I doing the night before that I couldn't finish it? Like, why couldn't I finish a two and a half minute video? Okay. Uh, for so, for yeah. example, this morning I watched a video of uh, it was a best of Pawn Stars, and it was them getting the 2004 championship ring from the New England Patriots. Oh. The twenty-two thousand. They he Rick paid out twenty-two thousand dollars for that ring. Whoa. Is it worth that? The, whoa, who had the ring? Who's bringing it in? It was a broker for one of the players that used it as collateral, and then he never came back and got it, so he pawned it. Really? Damn. Sounds yeah. made so up. He stole it. He, it's worth like $35,000, and he paid like twenty two for it. That's a fair whoa. exchange. Some real uncut gem stuff. It's a lot of money for a ring. For a team that you weren't even a part of. That you really didn't earn. I'd wear that ring all the time. I'd wear like a class ring. Yeah. I'd like try to put gloves on at the deli and I'd keep ripping them on. Like, sorry, it's my Super Bowl ring. <laughs> Can't help it. <laughs> I feel like at that point I'd look at you if I was the person you were making the sandwich for and be like, "Why the fuck is this guy wearing a Super Bowl ring?" And he's working work at the deli. And wear a Super Bowl ring? I'm good. No, not you. Don't have to wear a Super Bowl ring. You just have to work there. We're hiring. If I can make my own hours, what would they be? I don't know, dude. But uh, let me just make one thing clear here. You wouldn't work with me. You would work for me. I don't care. Just making that out in the open now. You work just, for me. Yeah, and you would definitely get semen on your doorknob. Like, <laughs> <laughs> not necessarily saying it's mine, but whatever. Uh, you'd have to work like... No, you don't want to work there. I don't want to work there. You don't want me working for you. I think that's just a good way of saying that. I think you'd be fine with the job. Were you about to reference AAP? Could I put you down as my reference? For my as my reference? No. Like you, want, I, like you want them to call me and ask talk about your worth experience? I thought you would be hiring me. Like you would be the person conducting the interview. I'd probably be sitting in on the interview. I was about to say, if you're conducting the interview, I would love to have you as my reference so that you could call yourself and ask oh, yourself about me. Congratulations on the one-star review, by the way. Oh. <laughs> I've been trying to rack my brain as to what happened that I when this took place, and I just can't figure it out. What'd you say? Do you remember the know. guest? Did you no, I no. Wait, so first off, is it a company policy that people just wait outside, like during the COVID times? During COVID, yes. We were curbside only. So but now that's over? That's over. So when was this review was this review written pre? 
This review was written July 30th, 2020. We're almost on the year anniversary of my one-star oh, review. Wait, so you're just noticing this now? Literally, like, the guy that I work with was like, hey, I was reading Yelp reviews, and you got a one-star review. And I was like, what? Like, they called How do you me know it's name? you? Well, it's referred to, well, for example, uh, they referred yeah, to read, little... Yeah, read, read it again. Refresh me. Refresh my memory. <laughs> So this is what it says. Give, oh, give some context for the listener. So this is a one-star review that I got a year ago. That's very clearly about me. It couldn't be about anyone else. So this is... They're reviewing the restaurant, by the way. Not me, personally. But it just... It turns personal. And who wrote this review? His name is Radcliffe M. Okay. Uh, the review goes... <clears throat> Food is good. Service sucks. No managers present. Little kid, in parentheses, assistant manager, wanted to argue about why we had to wait in the parking lot for a half hour while waiting for our order, claiming they were busy. You weren't busy. I watched you serve two customers while I was in your parking lot for 30 minutes. Spare me the BS. Get some management in there. So, for starters... um, Lots of grammatical mistakes. What's the giveaway that it's you being referenced? Uh, I would have been the assistant manager on July 30th, 2020, and I look like a little kid. (laughs) (laughs) I thought it was the argued part. That's definitely something that I would do. (laughs) So you're not saying that they're wrong. You're just saying that it's definitely about you. Oh, I know it's about me, and I definitely probably argued with them. Maybe Radcliffe was also the person that gave the show a one-star review. <laughs> this fucking guy. He's just, like, got it out for you now. He's going to flood everything you're a part of with one-star reviews. The only thing that I can, like, that I can say in my defense is that we probably were busy. And I don't know how a customer can judge if we were busy or not when it's fucking curbside. You have absolutely no idea what's going on inside the restaurant. But he had to wait outside also just because there was no waiting inside because it was COVID. Yeah. So even if you were or weren't busy, he couldn't have waited inside. This is true. He has no legs to stand on with his argument, but... But he has the power to give a one-star review. Yeah. Yeah. But this clearly wasn't ever brought up to your attention or by your superiors. Because they don't read Yelp reviews. Yelp no reviews. One cares. <laughs> I just if you're trying to choose a place to eat based on Yelp reviews, like you might as well go to fucking Wendy's. <laughs> Wendy's, five star, great service. New interior, looks great. The Some service guy- I got at Wendy's today was atrocious. Some diarrhea, but no more than usual, so it was a good Wendy's <laughs> trip. <laughs> Two and a half stars. Mediocre. Yeah. Wendy's is awful, though. I like Wendy's, but, like... Spicy chicken it's, nugs. It's not even entirely their fault. Like, I get that you're understaffed. But, like, just sitting in the drive-thru, like, forever. How long? I probably sat in the drive-thru for 25 minutes. How long was the line when you first entered? I guess that that has an effect. There on was it too. this is this is the worst part. Like, 
if it was like if I had to start at the base of Union Street, I wouldn't even be mad. Like twenty five minutes, that'd be a pretty good time. Mm-hmm. There was five cars in front of me. That was it. Hmm. Yeah, I've had similar experiences. That does suck. And it's never as if you're ordering anything like too complicated, like not something that isn't out of the ordinary to get an order for. The worst is like at Starbucks, because like once you place your order, dude, you're, you're fucking locked in. Like you literally can't leave because the only way out is for you to go forward past the window. Oh, did I tell you my embarrassing Starbucks story? No. Did you have to shit I... while you were in line? No, thankfully. <laughs> that would be the worst. That, I always think about that when I'm in the line. It's like, if I get to a point, like, I'm not going to be able to. I'm going to have to shit my pants. If you're just <laughs> randomly thinking back to what you ate, like, trying to re- figure out if you might have diarrhea. Like, before you get into line. What, like, are, what are the chances? Hmm. Like, should I just go to Target and go to the Starbucks in there because at least the bathroom's right there? Or, like, do I have time to wait in this line? You're trying to think, like... I think that Chinese food was only two days old, so I think I can risk <laughs> the drive-through line. By far, in the last two months, the worst customer service I've received is at Chipotle, hands down. What yeah, dude, go? those guys don't give a shit. But like, again, not their fault. Like, listen, anybody who's working a line like that, like they have to go and pick up individual items. They deserve to be cranky. Okay, like, first of all. If I go to Chipotle and you're smiling when you're scooping your my rice and beans into my bowl, I'm skeptical of you right off the bat. Because part of what gives it its good flavor is the passive aggressive thumping they do down the line, and the not like in the just the indifference in their eyes as they slop guacamole onto your bowl. If I go like, to a fast food restaurant and I don't see death in their eyes, <laughs> then it, you know it's not going to be good. So it's they like, just released it. Like, they just released it like today. Like Chick Fil A was rated the number one like fast food restaurant Ooh. in Bangor, and like they even they beat out Olive Garden and Texas Roadhouse. How they beat out Texas Roadhouse? Olive Garden, I could see. I don't know how they beat out Texas Roadhouse. That place I, seems to always have people there. I like Chick Fil A's food, but I hate going there because of how their employees are. Hmm. It's just like it just seems cult like a cult, dude. Exactly. It's like you're being forced to be like this. You don't have to do this to me. I get it. I understand. Tell me to fuck off. Like I release this energy. (laughs) Please, I will be your lightning rod. Release. (laughs) Just tell me to go fucking pound sand. Like it's fine. I'm not gonna get mad. You deserve to. (laughs) I've never eaten at a Chick-fil-A. I haven't in a while, but Pretty good. I have been. Like, never, ever have I. Actually, I think the last time I went... Try waffle fries. Never. Never. The last time I went is when I thought I had COVID. And I was like, I should go to Chick-fil-A. Just get all the people sick? Well, like, I I, I probably just... I I just had, like, a cold. Be miserable for a change. I just had a cold, but I am a severe... You want to be happy? Fuck you. (laughs) It's just COVID. (laughs) I had a runny nose, like no fever. I had a headache. Like I definitely did not have COVID. I'm just a severe hypochondriac. You seriously aren't wearing pants. You weren't lying. <laughs> no, I'm not a liar. No, I don't want to eat Chick-fil-A. I don't want to eat Chick-fil-A, Chris, because I want to give my money to a Christian organization. Okay? What's wrong with Christian organizations? 
No, I do not go to Hobby Lobby. What's wrong with Christian organizations? Because they lobby against, like, anti-transgender, anti-homosexual bills. Understandable if you find... Aren't they franchised? I have no idea. But the entity... That's the problem. The entity has a problem. If they're franchised, like, then they're individually owned. And that person might not have anything to do with lobbying against gay people. Yeah, but at that point, you're supporting the brand... At a certain point, like, the man's just trying to put food on the table for his family. Okay, but for, in order to open a Chick Fil A, I think you have to have like an obscene amount of money. Like when you open a McDonald's, you have to have a hundred, you have to have a million dollars in your bank account. I don't think he's hurting for money. A majority of those locations are are opened up by like these corporations, anyways, like these restaurant groups. Like, what's the person's name that owns it? Is it Bobby Chick Fil A? Is that his last name, Chick Fil A? I think it's Mr. Filet. Oh, so no, his first name's Chick. It's Chic. Chic Filet. All I'm saying is that if somebody decides, if somebody decides to lobby against transgender and gay people, sure, I understand it, but like they're not inherently bad just because they're a Christian organization. Do you go to Do you go to Home Depot? No, no, no. I'm not saying they're inherently no. bad because they're Christian. I'm saying they're bad because they do actively donate money to lobby against anti-transgender and anti-homosexual bills. No, and I, that I understand. But you can't say that you don't go to them strictly because they're a Christian organization. I don't go to churches because they're Christian organizations. <laughs> yeah, but that's that's different because that's like the purpose of going to a church is to worship. The purpose of going to Chick-fil-A is not so you can praise God. Oh, man, I've never, even thought, I've never even thought to ask these questions about Sweet Frog. Was Sweet Frog a Christian organization? Yes. Frog stands for fully rely on God. No, Frog is an animal that ribbits. Shut the fuck up. I had to lift my Sweet Frog band because of Noah, so I mean, maybe I maybe I shouldn't. What the fuck? These are weird, man. I boycotted Sweet Frog for three years. I mean, Noah wanted to go. And then it's like, I can't really take the time to explain to the seven year old why I don't go there anymore. I don't I go to, to just take him. I don't go to Sweet Frog because it's frozen yogurt. Dude, it's, I can just get ice cream. I don't go to Sweet Frog because I'm 27 and I'm an adult. <laughs> oh, I'm sorry that you're too fucking cool to have little cheesecake bites on top of your frozen yogurt. <laughs> Sorry you're too cool for that, but the rest of us aren't. Yeah, I know. I Hey, man, I hear you. It's I kind of feel like Billy Madison when he squeezes this kid by the face, and he's like, don't say that. Stay here forever. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, fuck Chick-fil-A. Um, you guys want to talk to the ice room? I referenced Billy Madison the other day. This guy I work with, his wife works. Uh, she's like a volunteer for like the national spelling bee. And I said, I was asking, I was like, I was like, how do I enter? And he was like, well, you have to be in like third through seventh grade. <laughs> I said, okay, so like, is there an age cap? And he said, not that I'm aware of, but you have to be in third through seventh grade. That's so what you're saying. As long as I'm technically in third through seventh grade, like I could compete for the national spelling bee. 
like, to the best of my knowledge, yes. Like, Perfect. I just got to get in fourth grade, and I got to beat this shit out of some fourth graders at spelling. Listen, buddy, you're just sweetening the pot for me. Um, I was in the third grade spelling bee and i went i was in the top four and guess the word i lost on cattle styrofoam oh wait before you do it let me try s-t-y-r-o-f-o-a-m congratulations you spelled the word for a third grader (laughs) when i was in third grade though that was like that was that was literally like a kick in the kicking the nuts yeah no trust me i understand i remember being so upset when i got knocked off but i tried to play it off cool and i got off the word for lightning because we don't pronounce light tending lightning it's, oh we pronounce lightning and i forgot the e oh lightning yeah yeah so i remember being like l-i-g-h-t-n-i-n-g and miss chassis was like no chris that's wrong and being like <laughs> I didn't really care anyways. I didn't even want to win. Were you kind of just like, whatever. (laughs) It's just a spelling bee. I don't care about spelling. Spelling's not even my forte anyways. Put your sacks of meat on a spinning rock. Who gives a shit about spelling? (laughs) We're We're just, it's coincidental that we're here. We're just spinning through a giant black void. I mean, what if I don't know this word? That's awesome, man. You were really advanced for third grade. Yeah. <laughs> really dark, too. <laughs> All right. Well, let's talk the ice road here. This is directed by Jonathan Hensley. Stars Liam Neeson, Amber Midthunder, Lawrence Fishburne, Benjamin Walker. And the plot synopsis is, after a remote diamond mine collapses in the far northern regions of Canada, an ice driver leads an implausible rescue mission over a frozen ocean to save the lives of trapped miners despite thawing waters and a threat they never see coming. What did you guys think of the ice road? Uh, kind of stupid. Really stupid, I'll actually say. Yeah, I would like to formally apologize for recommending this. It I was... really... I honest to God thought this was going to be in the vein of, like, the gray or something. Yeah, it was it was really bad. There was, um, there was one part, specifically I remember, and it was the horrible CGI in the beginning of the movie. <laughs> <laughs> I remember watching that and being like, this is just not going to end well for us, is it? Yeah, that... It was it was amazing that they even had to CGI the truck. Like they I couldn't know. even get they couldn't even get a truck in there to film. They had trucks like the entire movie except for like that one time when they actually could have used one. Cuz like I, half of the movie was basically fist fighting inside of a 2 foot by 2 foot rig. <laughs> the the driver's seat of the rig and then the rest of the movie was just awful cgi of like ice shaking and like the same wave like ice the entire time well so that's the thing like everything up to that point i was kind of like okay this is really cheesy like but i I sort of expected that like i can roll with it and like 
the first scene where they're on the ice and they're kind of explaining um, like the speeds they have to travel so they don't crack the ice and then obviously you know of course something happens like that's what I thought we were getting in for like these people versus nature how do you survive on melting ice cut to miners trying to survive almost like a um, Chernobyl type style and then as soon as it takes that turn like where what the movie is really about I was instantly out yes this movie sucks i agree <laughs> the thing is like i just liam neeson is absolutely perfect like for these roles but like this one just sucked well i, I just don't I guess I don't get why there needs to be some sort of like, um, like, like why there has to be some like twist about like why the mind blew up, like why the mind blowing up just can't be enough. Like that seems to be the movies that he's into now. It's like these weird things where like there's some random twist where like somebody needs something or like someone's trying to hide information. Liam Neeson is the is the new Steven Seagal. Because this is a movie that in the early 2000s, late 90s, I could have seen Steven Seagal doing. That's a good comparison. It's like... Okay. Okay. Good? If three seasons of Ice Road Truckers taught me anything, is that driving is that the you, ice? Is that what you watched in preparation for this movie? No, I've just seen a lot of it. Is <laughs> that like driving on ice is inherently dangerous already? Like, there's drama and there's thrills, and, and just that alone. I don't even need the mine, and I certainly don't need this grand, like, crazy conspiracy plot that I really don't even understand the point of to begin with. I like how like I like how the like the way this all happened was like over like a hundred dollars or something. Like it's it's like it's not even an interesting amount of money, yet alone an interesting twist of the movie. What what do the bad guys gain from all these miners dying? Uh the secret not getting out. That they asked what? them to shut off their methane detectors. That's it. Basically. Yeah, so that they could operate longer hours to make okay. more money. Here's the other issue that I have, Them, I know how corporate America works. These financiers or whatever, they would do like six months probation and maybe a $500,000 fine tops. If they're not going to jail, who cares? Let the secret get out. <laughs> yeah. Oh my gosh. Um, I can't even really think of anything. Else. Like I said, I really like the first bit where Lawrence Fishburne's truck goes through the ice, and they have to like try to like stabilize themselves and everything. But that was all super interesting. I thought it was going to be try to be more of that. They like had a great idea and like shot themselves in the foot for no reason. I can pinpoint the very moment that I was out on this movie. 
And it's when someone called Liam Neeson's brother a retard, so he fought him. <laughs> I was like, wow, that was unexpected. All right. The moment I was out was when the the uh, the insurance guy gets into the truck and the woman's like, it was you. And I was like, okay, cool, insurance fraud. That's what this movie's about. Not or, dangerous ice roads, insurance fraud. I'm surprised or the other part that long. Where Gertie is like in the hospital and Liam Neeson's like, I've been waiting for two and a half hours. It's only taking an hour. What's going on? And then he goes in the room and then he's like telling his brother that he's fine when like he's clearly not. And then the doctor comes in and tries to explain everything. And he's like, Oh, the press will love this one. Doctors overprescribing opioids to a vet. Like, whoa, dude. A little far. <laughs> Plus, this whole he doesn't need to have any he doesn't need to have PTSD for this movie to work. Because literally after character the hospital, doesn't even need to be there. <laughs> <laughs> That's true. Why can't why can't Liam Neeson be his own driver and his own mechanic? What what's why is there rules against that? Why can't this Liam Neeson have PTSD if that's really something that the character has to have? Like, why can't he just have it? I do like the name Gertie. Yeah, but then his brother's name is Mike. <laughs> yeah, Mike and Gertie. The classic duo, Zach. Come on. <laughs> oh, my there's peanut gosh. butter and there's jelly, you know? There's salt and there's pepper. There's Mike and there's Gertie. Come on. Or there's the scene where... Like, oh, you want a trucker? You got 50 bucks? And he's like, yeah, why? For bail. And then they cut to you, and it's like, that girl is like, all right, like, we don't want to see you protest anymore. Like, well, then you better get off our land. He's like, the state owns that parking lot. And she's like, I meant North America. And it's like, holy fuck. These are such wild, bold claims you're throwing out in the first 15 minutes of the movie, and they mean nothing. <laughs> Yeah, I mean, one thing I will give this movie credit for is the subtlety behind it. A lot yeah, it's of super subtle. subtle. Yeah. yeah, a lot of grace went into this, you could tell. It almost seems like they were like, they might have been storyboarding this along when they were making The Grey. And like one guy in the room kept being like, what if we throw insurance fraud in there? And then people are just like, I don't know. Like, I think the ice road is where we got. And that one guy is like, I feel like we keep circling back to this insurance fraud thing. What if the head of the airliners released all of these wolves to kill all the survivors so that they wouldn't try to sue the airline for crashing them? <laughs> it's the perfect plan. The worst line in the entire movie was when he was just like, so I'm guessing, so what department of the company do you work for? Let's just say I work for a different department. <laughs> I'm like, that's so fucking bad. He's literally that character in Army of the Dead. Like, as soon as I saw him, I was like, well, he's the bad guy. Like, he's going to do something <laughs> shitty. Yep. I definitely like Lawrence Fishburne's conviction, where he's like, whoa, whoa, whoa. Absolutely, under no circumstances can anybody else go on this road. It's extremely dangerous. Da -da -da. And then they're like, yeah, but he's the insurance guy. Okay, fine. 
but be really careful. Shit, I didn't think about that. You're the insurance guy. Makes sense you'd have to tag along for this. So, yes. This movie sucks. Cold Pursuit was better. Cold Pursuit was better compared to this. At least people died. Like, people got shot in the face. You want me to watch a Liam Neeson action thriller in which, like, one person dies because his truck falls in the ice? It didn't even have good action scenes. Like, there was more sequences of them, like, like I was telling Jake, just beating each other up in a two-foot-by-two-foot box in the front of a van, basically. Or they were trying to figure out, again, how to get a truck either off of its side, out of a hole, you know, over some ice, across a bridge. I think See, but what's like, super funny about all these movies is that, like, so you have Liam Neeson playing it. So you've got, like, right, Unstoppable. You've got um, Nonstop. You've got Taken movies, right, where he plays, like, a detective of sorts. And it feels like they forget that in this movie he's supposed to just be an everyday man. So, like, he has, like, insane deduction skills and, like, calmness under pressure. Like, when they're, like, zooming down the road and, like, all the guys are, like, pointing guns at them. And he's just, like, super calm. And then he's just like, Gertie, relax. If they wanted us dead, they would have already shot us by now. Instead of, like, any other person who would have just been, like, freaking out and clearly pulled the vehicle over. When I watched that scene, I was like, just say it. Please just say it. Just say it. And it's like, they tell them, they always, the people, like, on the truck are like, pull over. Pull over right now. And I was just say it. Just say it. Say it. But he didn't. He didn't do it. They did not pull the trigger on. No, it's a cardigan. But thanks for noticing. <laughs> <laughs> no, but like him having to solve the problems of driving an ice, uh, driving a big truck on ice, is the best part. Like, it's the only part that's like, hmm, okay, like. How would you flip a truck back over if it slid and tipped over yeah. on the ice? Like, I really okay. wanted to know. I, you can see the plan the whole time was to get the trucks on their side. As if it's some no knowledge that you can easily flip a truck back up when you do that. Like, Obviously, you just do this. What is that? I need to know. But instead, we have these miners that no one gives a shit about. And that one guy just threatens... To blow them all up for no reason. They're dead. I thought there was going to be some scene where they're like a, a blizzard hit, so they're forced to like stop or something. Oh, there is a blizzard at one point in time that they do literally nothing with. They're like, they're like, oh, you may want to go south instead of north because look, and then they show a giant wall of blizzard coming at them, and then next thing you know. They just fight, and they're stuck inside the middle of a car. They're not even, like, fighting for survival. Chris, there's plenty of scenes in which it seems like, okay, there's some danger here, and then nothing. Like, the the scene where he's like, there's not supposed to be any, any methane this far north. It's like, how'd you know that? And it's like, okay, we're about to unveil something. Like, no, seriously, how'd you know well, that's what they told me. Like, oh, <laughs> what a killer fucking reveal. 
um, there's potential for drama when the miners want to put it to a vote to kill everybody who's not um, like going to make it. Nothing. Nothing no, there nothing either. Is. That's nothing comes what out I, of that I, entire experience. Like I wish I feel the like... miners weren't there. I wish there was a different reason that they had to drive across the ice. Like it could have been like a completely like they were greedy, wanted to make one final run of the season, and had to risk pulling weight back over this melting ice. Boom! I'm intrigued. Like I'm fine with the miners. I just like. Majority of the movie is spent with Liam Neeson and his brother Gertie as they try and fight off this insurance fraud guy. And then, you know, these miners are stuck. Meanwhile, the miners are stuck in this cave that's caved in. They're trying to figure out how to communicate with the outside world. And that metal tapping, that was smart. That was was really smart. Not to mention, right, like, let's look at the types of people that commit tax fraud. Uh, It's like actors rappers and like fortune 500 ceos and yet we're supposed to believe that this one guy that's like is going to commit tax fraud is like a trained marksman and like is fighting and has all these henchmen and it's like not to mention his superhuman strength the dude rolled down the side of a mountain and walked away with a little cut on his eye just a little little roughed up yeah the truck wasn't even that beat up either Drives a snowmobile at like almost a straight 180 angle, like all the way up it. Just fucking fine. Yeah, I really didn't get some of the choices made for this one. Like I said, I'm super disappointed it wasn't just a straight survival type thing. It makes sense why this was dumped straight to Netflix and no one cared about it. It absolutely like, makes sense. I feel like dumping straight to Netflix, Hulu, or Amazon Prime is the new equivalent of straight to DVD movies. I hope so. Who directed this piece of shit anyway? I didn't even look. Uh, something Ken's or Jen's Law. Jonathan Hen's Law. What is which, he directed? I think he was a writer before he got directing credits. <laughs> but I don't know really what he's worked on. Oh, man. He's the writer of the hit Nicolas Cage film Next. There you go. No shit. He directed The Punisher in 2004. This guy got the track, quit the track record. Okay. No, this is going to raise some serious questions. So he wrote Die Hard with a Vengeance in Jumanji. Mm-hmm. He worked on Con Air, Gone in 60 Seconds, Next. Why does the Ice Road not star Nicolas Cage? It was probably, like, that was probably the intention when they were writing this. Dude, imagine if Nicolas Cage was Gertie. <laughs> <laughs> I liked Gertie's speech. That it made no sense. <laughs> is that even consistent with what aphasia is? I don't even know what aphasia is. See, that was another thing, too. I thought they were going to use that as an example to just explain to the audience what aphasia was through Lawrence Fishburne. But then he was just like, no, I know what it is. You fucking idiot. Of course I know what a fucking aphasia is. And I'm just sitting there like, I don't know. Yeah, I, I want to pre-qualify this by saying that I'm not... A big rig mechanic, right? 
But I feel like if you had a gas leak, it doesn't really leak that fast. Especially with like the, the size, size tank. Well, that's the thing. I imagine with the size tank those things have, they'd be fine. Well, well, here's another problem though. If it's one of the lines that is like busted, typically like as long as it's not like completely severed in half, when you're driving, there's enough like fuel injection pressure that like the cut in the line is not really gonna make a difference. It's only gonna make a difference when you're stopped. And there's no pressure. It's just running in a circle, so it can just pour out. Like, if there's a if it's in a pressurized system, you will notice the leak less and less. But this is like she's pissing out a quarter of a gallon of a tank in like thirty seconds. I thought you said you don't know that much about big rigs. I mean, that's how it works on a car. But like, again, this might be some special line on big rig. Like truck that I don't know about. That's fine. I, I could accept that. But oh, I also like that. Like when Lawrence Fishburne asked Gertie to do his task to prove that he was good. Like I thought it was going to be something really insane. All he does is unloosen up six bolts. He lifts it up and then takes that thing right out. I mean, that's immediately underneath. He just lifts that out, and they're like, "Not bad." I'm Whoa. like, dude, I could have done that. <laughs> It doesn't even require any skill. Mechanic. Yeah, this yeah. movie sucks. This movie's a piece of shit. I'm sorry I picked this one. I'll take the blame. Well, like, we took a week off, like an extra week than we were anticipating. Like, how is there not time to watch the before trilogy if we delayed it an extra week? Mm, well, I, well, I've only watched one thing. In the last like two weeks, so I still, I still did not even watch the before trilogy in my free time. Well, I look forward to the next Liam Neeson action thriller. I never do. You know, is there one announced? Let's look. Maybe I'll watch his romantic drama. Oh, just FYI, for anybody curious, aphasia is the loss of ability to understand or express speech. I guess. Just FYI. Then as far as I know, it could be consistent. Oh, shit. This is the plot of his next movie, expected at the end of 2021. Okay. Travis Block, played by Liam Neeson is a shadowy government agent who specializes in removing operatives whose covers have been exposed, uncovers a deadly conspiracy within his own ranks that reaches the highest echelons of power. Now, this is the movie we need to be watching. Okay, now that seems more like up his alley. That's what I'm saying. Conspiracies go with government officials, not ice road truckers. That's what I want to look up. Is ice road truckers streaming? I wish that was on Disney Plus. Oh, fuck, it's on Discovery Plus. That sucks. Yeah, I'm not getting that one. Is Discovery Plus the one that has like the Food Network on it and stuff? I don't know. What they need to do 
so now they've taken that History Channel show, Discovery Channel show, and turned it into a Liam Neeson thriller. The next Discovery Channel Liam Neeson thriller should be like Deadliest Catch with Liam Neeson. That'd be cool. They're just going to start going through deep, all of those. Deep sea shows. fishing action thriller. That sounds great. Yeah, so you think it's going to be just the struggles of fishing, but really, there's a government there's conspiracy. There's conspiracy that the people are overfishing and depopulating the fish. And Liam Neeson puts an end to it because he's morally right. So Liam Neeson's boat captain, who has been illegally capturing and killing dolphins, rather than just paying all of his crew to be quiet, he's greedy, wants to keep all his money, so he starts killing them all. (laughs) See, that was an interesting element. Like, I could have seen some sort of mind game go there during this movie, but abandon that plot right off. I think someone needs a lesson in storytelling. It's this guy. His name is Chris Hensley. Yeah, we're coming for you, Hensley. You better check yourself. Were you guys gonna give the ice sword out of five stars? Uno. A one. I'm a one as well. Let's move on. Let's talk about some other oh. stuff that we watched. More of a happy topic. Some other stuff that we watched. The first two articles related to the ice road both sound amazing. What's so the article? The first one says, the ice road, more like the ass road. <laughs> <laughs> That's pretty good. <laughs> and then the second one is, the ice road could have been a Fast and Furious movie. In which case, I'm in. That's true. There was the scene at the beginning where the girl does, like, the fucking, like, she, like, whips the truck around and, like, backs it into the trailer. I was like, I thought we might get, like, that might come into effect in the movie. That they guess they just wanted to show off that she could do that. Yeah, it doesn't make any sense. Maybe she can do that in real life, and they were like, okay, we got to get this on camera just to put it in here. Let's shoehorn this in. Oh, <laughs> there we go. <laughs> um, What else did you guys watch this past couple weeks? Um, I watched freaking Talladega Nights, The Ballad of Ricky Bobby. Oh, yeah freaking love that movie dude there are some there are some lines in there that you would not be able to get away with today but there's it's a good it's a funny movie then just when you think it's over when he's done racing and then they have the whole puma and the car spit mm, that's good shit i don't really remember much of that movie Watch it, dude. It's on Netflix. Oh, is it? Pretty busy. Yeah, pretty busy watching this new reality TV phase. Uh, I watched Luca. Uh, don't tell me much about it because oh, yeah. I haven't seen it yet. I was planning Spoiler on watching free. that today. 
Um, I don't really like it. I guess well, I could have seen that one coming. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I guess I'm not that surprised. <laughs> I, I don't know why I was expecting Zach to say, that was actually pretty good. Did you see, did you see Soul? Yes. Did you like that? It's all right. Okay. What's what would you say is the best animated movie to come out of like the past I don't know twenty one years? Uh, Toy Story three. And did you love it? I haven't seen it since I saw it originally. Well, when you saw it originally, like, do you remember the feeling (laughs) you had when you saw it? Yeah, it was really. Oh, maybe Wally. Wally's probably up there. Wally is up there. Shrek. I don't know. If I was going to pick, like, the best animated movie. Coco? Wally, Wally's up there. I hated Coco. Okay, so, so you're like, freaking gosh, that movie was beautiful. <laughs> I don't understand how you could hate it. Let's look here. Well, I would probably say Wally. Wally was, like, captivating. I've never Ooh. seen Wally. This is tough because you're, it's like you could get into like the Pixar style of animation, or you could be like oh, stop motion animation. So like Coraline came out in like 2009, something Just like o- that. I would say that that's overrated. Well, of course you would. I wasn't crazy about Coraline either. The Honestly, SpongeBob movie. I'll rattle you off a of top sure. five, Chris. Okay. In no particular order? Or? In no particular order. We are looking at... Actually, I'll say this one's number five, like at the very end. Osmosis Jones. <laughs> You've already got a weird okay. top five. Dude. Pushing, pushing some boundaries, okay. Uh, we're looking at Wally. Mm-hmm. The Incredibles. All right. Ratatouille. Okay. Uh, Toy Story three, and uh, lastly, Fantastic Mr. Fox. Hot take: Ratatouille is overrated. Hot take: You're overrated. That's probably fair. Ratatouille is an overrated animated movie. My next Hall of Fame pick is going to be Osmosis Jones. I'm fine with that. <laughs> I haven't seen it. that movie in so long. As long as it's I, not Shark I, Tales, I'm all set. Shark Tales does not hold up, let me tell you. <laughs> I forgot that Chris Rock did the voices of Osmosis Jones. Mm-hmm. Who does the, the big pill guy? David Hyde Pierce. Who's that? You might know him better as... Um, Kelsey Grammer's brother and Frazier. Oh, uh, okay. When did Bugs Life? Oh, that was in the 90s, right? That would have been the 90s. Oh, my gosh. What's that? The bu- It wasn't Bugs Life. It was like Woody Allen's version of Bugs Life. Ants. 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 <laughs> yep. That had the worst animation I've ever seen in my entire life. I like well, Woody definitely- Allen. I don't care what they say about him. Well, all I've seen is ants, but. (laughs) (laughs) 
<laughs> yeah, I'm just picturing someone like talking about Woody Allen. And people are like, oh yeah, the person that did Annie Hall, and you're like, Annie Hall, that was the guy that did ants. <laughs> <laughs> That's not gonna be my default stance on Woody Allen. Dude, uh, like, I've really only seen ants. It's like the only thing I can say is like comparable is like, oh, Richard Linklater, yeah. The guy who did School of Rock, right? <laughs> Someone brings up like, you know, like you know like Woody Allen, right? Yeah, that's the guy that did ants. <laughs> or someone like talks about like Mia Farrow. It was like, oh Mia Farrow, yeah, yeah. She was adopted by the guy that did ants. <laughs> <laughs> that's your only point of reference to Woody Allen. <laughs> Literally, yeah. Oh my gosh. Oh, New York City? Yeah, isn't that the guy, the the director of Ants is from there? <laughs> <laughs> oh my gosh. Oh, the, the Jewish faith. Yeah, that guy who did Ants. Like, he, he, he practices He's that, Jewish. Right? He's Jewish. You know the director of Ants is Jewish? <laughs> All the references, come on. <laughs> <laughs> Baby boomers. Did you know the guy that directed Ants was a baby boomer? <laughs> so bad. When you think about it, you could tie Ants into just about every conversation. <coughs> it's true. If you try hard enough. <coughs> My gosh. Maybe I'll come up with a top five animated movie list. Go for it. Zach just did it on the fly. Why can't you? Oh, because I just I feel like I, I appreciate animated movies a lot more than he does. Fair enough. That's so true. To, when was a, Team When was Team America World Police? Was that in the last twenty one years? It would Team. be yeah. Two thousand four. Oh. Oh shit! I, I forgot about. Iron Giant. Just kidding. Or, South Park was in ninety nine. Yeah. When was the Iron Giant? Ninety nine. Also nineties. <laughs> That's so why I didn't make Zach's list, because you said the last 21 years. I did. All right, Emperor's New Groove makes my list. Oh, nice. <laughs> I'm sorry, it's but really this... the best animated I, movie. Really? I care way more about animation than you do. Oh, Emperor's New Groove. I, I just said I have appreciation for it more than you do. Uh, I'm going to go Surf's Up as the most underrated. Oh, oh. I could not stand that movie. I love Surf's Up. Wally, most definitely. I should have sent you the Blu-ray. Up, most definitely. Overrated. I would say that it is absolutely beautiful. Coco, most definitely. It's five. five. Huh? That's five. That's five? I guess I'd have to do a top ten. Oh, man. Wow, there's so many to pick from. Anyways, Luca... If you like any of the movies that I just named, you won't like Luca. I've heard it has a Call Me By Your Name vibe. I mean, it takes place in Italy. Oh, okay. That'd be the big one, I would say. There is they no call- gay undertones. So, so it also has the Italian job under undertones? <laughs> what? So it's also a lot like the Italian job as well? It's a bit like the Italian job. Yeah. Gladiator. <laughs> Um, do you guys know what it's about, I assume? Two gay kids in Italy, right? 
<laughs> there about are it, no so. gay undertones. There's also a nectarine at some point, I think. <laughs> so we'll one of them is really charismatic, and the other one's kind of quiet. Stars Army Hammer. <laughs> so Luca is a he's a Sikh monster, but when did he goes a, on land, did you say a chic monster. He's a sea monster. Oh, a sea monster. <laughs> a chic monster. It's exactly like canceled in half the world. Attack. That's awful. Next to the fucking what's the guy's name? The head of Islam. Brother Ali? Muhammad? No, not Muhammad. Who's like the head of Islam? What's his official title? I thought it was the master of Islam or the leader of Islam. The president of Islam? Oh, he has a good name. Kyle? (laughs) (laughs) That's a good one. That's a good one. Hmm. Is it the Ayatollah? What's that? Oh, there you go. What was that? What was that That's thing something. that uh, Larry David insulted? Yeah, the Ayatollah. Ayatollah. The Ayatollah. I definitely don't want like the Ayatollah saying like "death to film and loathing." Yeah, that's oh, bad. that would be pretty that's cool. Really bad. Uh, anyways, so he's a sea creature, and when he goes on land, he becomes a human boy. And his parents think that the human world is very dangerous and that Luca shouldn't go there. And they go to the main part of this island because they're looking... They, Him and his friend, who I can't remember his name, think that the best thing that's ever been created is the Vespa. And so okay. they're going to the mainland to like try and find Senor Vespa, the creator of Vespa. Because they want one. So they can go travel the world together. Maybe there are some gay undertones in here. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> this is just a prequel to Call Me By Your Name. Could be. Uh, but then they meet a girl. So we have to break up the gayness. And then they like. So it's more like you two mama tambien. Basically they all it's fuck like at the end. It's repressing. Oh repressing their homosexuality for this woman, but really they want each other. Yes. And, uh, you know, they Why enter into... I, I don't know. They enter it's into a- this race, like, at the end of the movie. It's, like, the weirdest triathlon ever. So you have to swim, eat a bowl of pasta, and then bike. Okay. That's a triathlon. Oh, so so all the Italian stereotypes you can think of, just throw them in here? Yes. And, and is that three different people doing this task? Or? Same person, three different tasks. That sounds horrible. I can't imagine eating a, lot a bowl of, of pasta and then are running. Are there baguettes? Are there baguettes? No. Why would there be baguettes? Baguettes are French. It, touche. Does anybody say, that's a spicy meatball? Not that I can remember. Is it, do they do a lot hey, of this? A lot of, hey, oh... No. Is there a lot of this? Do you see the Leaning Tower of Pizza? Maybe. The Leaning Tower of Pizza. Anyway, I just thought that the movie was, like, incredibly boring. Like, 
I didn't care about any of this. I don't care. Like, there's a lot of, like, training for the race. And then the one friend gets mad because Luca's spending all this time with this girl. And he wants to go to school and learn things. And he gets mad. And he runs away. And yada, yada, yada. That's what he's wanting. He just wanted to fuck Luca. Maybe he did. But Luca's a free man. He can fuck who he wants. That's what I learned from Common Rider. <laughs> so that's Luca. What did you watch? What did you watch, Chris? I watched uh, Back to the Future. Dude, I, I Back to the Future is good. Back to the Future is good. Back to the Future two and three kind of garbage. But Back to the Future one, pretty good. Have you seen Have you seen John Mulaney's bit on Back to the Future? That's all I can think of the entire time. Is like his Johnny B good bit. And you're supposed to just expect that this 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 old man scientist and this kid are best friends. He's like, they have to go back in time. And he's like, ah, oh, to stop the candy assassination. No, no, that but that'd be a really good idea. Nope, they don't have to do that. <laughs> Oh my gosh. And his should... best friend. Oh, he's another really cool kid in school, right? He's like, no, he's a disgraced physicist. Get this. <laughs> we're never going to tell you why he's disgraced or how they met. <laughs> my favorite part of the entire bit is when he's when they're talking about um they're like and then they take the one thing. They take Johnny B good away from the, from the black people and they give it to Marty McFly. The start of rock and roll. I did see a great meme where it's him, Marty up on the stage and they they uh, pasted David Lynch's face over him. And he's like talking about Twin Peaks and he's like, oh, I guess you guys weren't ready for that yet. But your kids are going to love it. Oh, I, you know, okay. Classic okay. Back to the Future meme stuff, you know. Sure. He has to impress the mom. Okay, okay. So, like, with all these music skills he has. No, no, that'd be a good idea, too. No, this other kid's going to try to rape her. <laughs> <laughs> oh, my fucking gosh. Movie's when you so break stupid. it down like that. The movie really doesn't make any sense. No, it doesn't, dude. Like, he goes in there and goes on a date with his mom, and his mom kisses him, and I'm just like, that's that's weird. I don't want to watch this part. anymore. <laughs> I've seen that, like, so many times on the internet. Like, just not a big deal at this point. From, from my internet search history, search history that's pretty common. <laughs> <laughs> Gross. <laughs> Oh gosh. But yeah, first one good, second and third one's pretty bad. I haven't yet to see the third one. <clears throat> you don't need to. It's weird because like they're hovering the old around. West. Well that's the thing, is that they're hovering around these like certain time periods. They're like, okay, let's go back to where my parents were kids. And then they're like, Alright, something gets messed up, so let's go to the future and then back to the past so around that same time period. And then all of a sudden they're back in the fucking wild west. Like, it makes no sense at all. 
Only because Doc said he wants to go to the Wild West. I know. Makes, makes no sense at all. Um, I only watched one thing, so if you guys got a couple things, you can keep going. So I'm not just one and done. Um, I will say that I watched, which I would rec- highly recommend. Uh, I watched The Cho Show, which is, um, it's only four is that, episodes. Is that the one with the, he's the artist? Yeah, David Cho. Yeah, okay. So it's like a... It's really a hard show like to describe. So like he basically paints portraits of people like while he interviews them. And like it's just really like his range of guests is like very wide. Like so he has Asa Akira who like he's first friends with. Like she's a porn star. And like he like interviews her and he interviews like Denzel Curry and interviews like Val Kilmer and Will Arnett. And it's just like it's not like talk show we like topics. Like he talks about like really traumatic shit that's happened to him and like traumatic things that have happened to these people that he's interviewing. And it's just like it's a really wild show. That you just kinda have to experience. Is it on Hulu? Yeah. I'm gonna check it out. I keep seeing it pop up on like, like Twitter ads and whatever. So I've like, I've seen it a bunch. I just didn't really know um, anything really about it. But that does sound interesting. He's a he's a wild guy, that David Cho. He's a cool guy. I think I would want to hang out with him. I'd hang out with him. I'd also hang out with Alex Jones for a night. So I don't really know what that says. I'd hang out with Alex Jones like every day. Too much for me. I feel like that'd be way too intense. Chris, anything else for you? What you got? Um, I watched the terminal. Tom Hanks in it. He's like this guy that gets stuck inside of an airport because he's not like an American citizen. Because he's just going there on vacation. But like his country gets a coup d'etat while he's inside the airport. So he can't go on US soil because he's not a US citizen. Or because he's he does his like passport isn't legal anymore because the government isn't recognized, but okay. he can't go back to his home country because there are no flights going to a country where there is a coup d'etat. So he's just stuck in this airport for like months on end. Then they like do do everything possible to try and get him to like leave and just like, listen, we will send our guard away for five minutes at this time. And if you leave, which you're not supposed to. We can't do anything about it. So they they give him hints to get out, but he never ends up leaving. So it's kind of like a comedy. And he runs into Catherine Zeta-Jones with this flight attendant multiple times and is trying to woo her. But it's kind of weird to see Tom Hanks trying this accent for an entire movie. Because I can't remember the name of the country, but it's just off. Like, it's just not good. But the movie itself is kind of funny. Of course you like it. It's a Spielberg movie. Oh, is it? I didn't know. Oh, I had no idea. They're doing renovations on this um, on this certain gate, so he shoves a bunch of the benches together and just throws some stuff down and sleeps on the benches, hmm. like every night. So his posture probably is awful. Oh, <laughs> man. 
like halfway through the movie he's like i don't have money to like buy food or anything so he's forced to get a job as a janitor inside the airport yeah it's pretty funny where do you rank his accent amongst some of the accents he has to do in cloud atlas Oh, Cloud Atlas is dog shit. So, like, it's leagues better than that. Oh, my gosh. Yeah. Cloud Atlas is horrible. Like, that's not, one of the worst movies I ever saw. Not not rate the movie. Tom Hanks' accents. Oh, it's still bad. Tom Hanks was not meant to do accents. I haven't seen Captain Bridges Phillips' Rise. accent? Dude, he was not meant to do an accent outside of, the, like, an accent that is distinctly American. I didn't watch this. I tried to watch it, and I thought it was terrible. But I just see people raving about it. I was wondering if Chris watched it. Uh, Bo Bro. Burnham's Inside. I haven't seen it yet. I've watched the first five minutes, but I went to sleep. I got through the first five minutes, and I was like, this sucks. <laughs> like... <laughs> This is That's fucking pretty, awful. This is a pretty controversial statement, Zach. I I get that, but like, like in the first five minutes, like he's singing this song about, you know, like, oh, is this really a time to be joking about things? And it's like, I just can't stand that. Like, maybe yeah, if I singing about it, no, like. Okay, I can't stand the fact that this is just going to be a compilation, basically, of music videos that are just bits. I hate that just as a concept. But then, like, to open with, like, I don't know if we should be joking in a serious time like the pandemic, but then we know that this is a comedy special, so you're going to spend the next 80 minutes joking? Like, just fuck right off already. Like, cut that scene out. I think that's kind of the point, though. Wouldn't that be a point to the bit like that? No, because he's too self-aware. But maybe he's self-aware that he's he's so self-aware that, like, he's aware of how self-aware that he is. Listen, I'm going to tell it to you straight, Chris. (laughs) Bo Burnham, Burnham, the SJW, does not want to get canceled, so he played it safe. Bo Burnham is funny. Like, generally speaking. I haven't seen this special, but in the general sense, he's funny. Bo Burnham used to make funny songs about clan cookouts, right? The Bo Burnham today would never do that. (laughs) (laughs) My gosh. How has that not been canceled? How have they not canceled Bo Burnham? I don't know. Maybe he has like a redemption quality. Must. He made that hipster movie everyone loved. What's that? Eighth grade. Eighth grade. Oh, that's right. What else you got, Chris? Uh, I have one other thing. I watched um, uh, About Time again. What's Just- About Time? It's a movie about it's like a very soft spoken movie about like this English guy who ever the guys in his family can travel back in time. Like only in their lifetime. What? It's a very soft spoken movie. It is, dude. Like what does that let's, mean? Let's, let's put it this way. Like when you think about time travel, right? 
And normally in a movie about time travel, that is the most important piece of the movie is the fact that there's time travel, right? Mm Mm-hmm. That's not the most important part of this movie at all. The most important part of this movie is this guy in his pursuit of love. While the time travel is just an interesting aspect to help him in his quest for love. Is this the one with Richard McAdams? Yes. Okay. I've heard of it. Not seen it. It's in my. It was in my top 100. It's, was it? Yeah. It's worth a watch. It's a very enjoyable movie. It's just, like I said, it, it doesn't really... It's not like it's very in your face. Like it, the movie is definitely wholeheartedly about love and this one guy trying to pursue it, experience it, so on and so forth. But it's not like this grandiose kind of thing. Like it's just a very realistic acceptance of what love really is to this to this guy. Not in a general sense. Like it's not an analysis of it, but it's a realistic interpretation of what love would be to this man in a realistic setting given the circumstances give it a rest i can't dude i love this movie well you should just marry it because that's what love is to you marriage about time Uh, whatever i watched the hbo limited series the undoing starring hugh grant and nicole kidman and it kind of reminded me in some ways about or it reminded me in some ways um like mayor of east town in some ways um but basically it's about the um, hugh grant and nicole kidman play this like new york socialite couple and this woman who's been recently like introduced into or i should say the backup Hugh Grant and Nicole Kidman attends this very prestigious school. And almost everybody in the program, everybody whose kid goes there, like their parents are super rich. But there's one child who goes there. There might be a couple, but the story focuses on one who goes there on like a scholarship. So he's like one of the poor kids. And the mom of that kid joins the group and... She, like nobody really knows her. She doesn't really know anyone. They just know her as the mother who has the poor kid. And that mother ends up dying. And so, or she's actually viciously murdered. And so the suspect quickly turns to Nicole Kidman's husband, portrayed by Hugh Grant. And then the rest of the show is him trying to prove his innocence. And I think there's a pretty good, I think there's a pretty solid twist at the end that I didn't really expect. So, I was intrigued. Would you agree with this New Yorker article that's titled, The Undoing is Empty Lifestyle Porn? Um, it's definitely some lifestyle porn. Um, for sure. Um, it was funny because... We had watched, so I think it's six episodes. We watched four. We took a break. We took a dog for a walk. And I remember saying to Rachel, I kind of like this show, but my problem is that the only reason any of this is happening, like he's able to get a good defense for himself, is because they're rich. 
And I'm like, so I'm kind of losing interest. And then I thought there was a fairly soft, like decent twist that it no longer mattered that they were wealthy. And so I thought that was kind of cool. Hmm. But I do agree for a lot of it, it is very much just lavish apartments and um, fancy expensive clothes and cars and stuff. And yeah, a lot of shit that could only happen because they're super wealthy. Like if this dude's got a public defender, well, then you got the night of, and that's an amazing miniseries. So I recommend that one too. Pretty good. Well, yeah, Chris, I liked it. It was good. It was gripping. Speaking of the rich, liberal, social elites, you were watching. Are you watching Keeping Up with the Kardashians? No. Oh. I'm watching. You know, I've seen <coughs> 90 Day Fiance. Seen it. Married at First Sight. Seen it. Have you seen Marriage or Mortgage? Seen it. <laughs> My 600-pound life? Seen it. So you might ask, what is left, Zach, for trashy TV for you to watch? What is left, what Zach, could, for trashy what could TV be to left? watch? And what would be left, Chris, is a little show called The Bachelorette. Oh, my gosh. Uh, okay, I'm surprised you haven't already seen that. I started watching The Bachelorette. And I gotta say that it's not that great. But <laughs> oh, I wonder who could have thought. What's better, The Bachelorette or Flavor of Love? Flavor of Love, because yeah. like it's a lose lose scenario. You get evicted, or you have to marry Flavor Flav. <laughs> like it's crazy. Like. All the the stereotypes of like women of that like, oh they're oversensitive and yada 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 like they only care about appearances and it's just funny to see like a show like this in which it's a woman like dating a bunch of men and the men are like, oh, could you believe what that guy's doing? Like, God, can you believe he wore that here? And it's like, are you fucking serious? <laughs> People being they're petty like, is such stupid TV. They're so it's petty. Such- TV. And they're so like each person shows up to the house, right? And I think there's there's like 30 of them, 40 of them to start, and she like narrows it down to 22 at the first night. And so like they just cancel all the ugly ones. <clears throat> well that's the problem. Like they're the, like theoretically there are no ugly ones. Like she's screened them all. She's only picking the good ones. Imagine making it all the way there. Just on the you, first night to have be told, you get, like... You get kicked out? Yeah, that would yeah, suck. <clears throat> I would... So Hell's Kitchen, like, has said they pick people sometimes that, like, they know aren't going to win the show or have no real chance of winning the show, but they know they will add an extra level of drama to the show. And so, like, I would love to see The Bachelorette, but, like... There's this a few like moles in there that they know aren't gonna win, but they're there just to add drama. And they're like the producers are like in her ear, they're like, No, you can't cut this guy yet. Like we gotta they might fucking punch him in the face if we keep him here. It's like just just one more day. One more day. Let's go. A bunch of like six three 
You were lost there for a minute. Yeah, oh. You kind of cut out. I was just supposed to say, you have all these dudes who are like 6'3 with six pack. <laughs> See, what's fun is because he thinks we're laughing at his joke, but really it's that you froze in the exact same spot. What I want to see Whatever. is like I'll drum not not say it again. <laughs> what I want to see right it's like all these guys are like 26, 27, they already have their like six-figure careers, perfect teeth, nice hair, glistening skin, and like they, they're all there and then there's this fucking guy that shows up and Doc Martens in a Motorhead t-shirt. He just like keeps making it through and they're like <laughs> I don't get it. Like why? Dude, I literally I literally just said, like, in walks a bunch of dudes who are 6'3 with six-pack abs, and then in walks Kid Rock. <laughs> and he just, just continuously makes it through the show. But, like, so in this season, uh, so, like, when you arrive, you walk up, you say a few words to the Bachelorette, like, trying to make your first impression, and then you go into the house. And you can mingle with all the other guys that are there. And, like, so this guy shows up, and he's, like, wraps himself up like a present. And is like, if you want to get to know more about me, then you have to come see me in the house. Like, I'm not going to reveal what I look like to you right now. She's like, okay. Gone. And then, like, they're in the house. And all the other guys are standing around, they're like, Yo, if that fucking guy in the box gets a rose, I'm gonna be so pissed. Like, how how could you pull a stunt like that? I'd be so fucking pissed. Like, <laughs> relax, does, dude. Does the guy in the box get picked? Yeah, he does. Nice. Producer's idea. Probably. That's what. That's like, the you... real show that I want. Like, I want to know how much of it is scripted and how much of it isn't. That'd be pretty great if, like, you got everybody trying to pull those stunts right, and then the Kid Rock guy just goes up. He's, like, smoking a cigarette, and he just looks her up and down, and just goes, like, <sighs> and then just walks into the house. <laughs> I want to see the Bachelorette contestant that plays hard to get. Yeah. <laughs> like, she will hands him the rose. Will you accept this rose? I don't know. Maybe I will. Maybe I won't. <laughs> Uh, like he takes the rose and just starts ripping off petals. Like maybe I will, maybe I won't. Maybe I will, maybe I won't. Mm. Zach, have you watched the show on Netflix where it's like the people that get dressed up in prosthetics and elaborate costumes and, and go on a blind date? No. Okay. I don't think that's come out yet, has it? Like the wild animals. I think it has, hasn't it? I don't know. I, What's it I know called? Guys? It like. Uh, monster. Did you guys watch Love is Blind? No. That was a pretty good one. Dude, what is with you and like Wait, is that with the blind with people? TV? I wish it was a dating show for blind people. That'd be okay. hilarious. I thought that's what you were saying. It was. It'd be like that fucking episode of Curb Your Enthusiasm where like the blind guy's like, I don't think she's the one for me. And they're just like, You can't see her. <laughs> <laughs> I think it should be like people getting set up and there's like something that's just like not really that off but just like my catchy off guard 
like it's the episode like, of Kirby Enthusiasm where she like ends up being in a wheelchair. But it's not okay. a deal breaker. It just like catches you off guard. Or it the just amazes fault. me just like like how desperate these people sound, and they're like, oh, man, like I'm so ready to be married to this person. It's like you haven't even met her. Like, what if she sucks? Well, that's married at first sight, bro. <laughs> it's like. In the, the show Love is Blind, it's like they couldn't see them. Like love couldn't be based on physical attraction. It had you had to build it up by talking to them through a wall. And so like at the end of like a week, they all were like, Oh man, like I know I found my soulmate. I've been talking to him for a week. It's like you sound fucking stupid. Like <laughs> Like you sound like a middle schooler. This is the do you and then like at the end of the show they're all like, yeah like so like we're not together right now and it's like as if I'm supposed to be shocked and it's like what <laughs> this didn't work I'm shocked. You spent 15 minutes with her during each week and all of a sudden you're not together after this. That's crazy. Who would have this thought? This is why 90 Day Fiance is like my favorite one because like the lengths that they have to go through to get these people here and then it doesn't work out it makes it even more funny. <laughs> like wait a second this russian girl that you've been giving thousands of dollars to in the last year like you brought her here and it didn't work out i'm shocked she didn't actually love you she just wanted your money that's the craziest thing i've ever heard <laughs> there's a part of me that like thinks like these people deserve it it's like <laughs> Yeah, like you you deserve this to happen to you. <laughs> the the most interesting part of the Bachelorette that I can't wait to come to fruition is that there's a virgin on the show. He's saving himself for marriage. Oh, like the person from Married at First Sight. That was interesting. Technically, you are married, but she still held out. She obviously doesn't know about Jesus's blind spot. What's Jesus' blind spot? The butthole. <laughs> Jesus can't get you in there? Doesn't count if it's in the butt. That's what Jesus said. <laughs> Matthew 26, 32. Doesn't count if it's in the butt. <laughs> what, what the fuck? <laughs> <laughs> Oh, <laughs> Chris, anything else for you? <laughs> I really got him. <laughs> There's a cow bits in the butt. Oh, gosh. No. <laughs> Jesus' Jesus's blind spot would be a great name for a metal band. Just FYI. Just throwing it out there. That's I can't remember, material. like what show I was watching, but that's what they said. It was, like, this high school show, and this Christian girl, like, brings... They're at a party. This Christian girl, like, brings a guy into the room, and he's, like... Like, honestly, like, I didn't think you'd be into this, given how much you love God and everything. And then she, like, lays down on the bed, and is like, well, that's because you don't know about Jesus' blind spot, and then, like, lifts up her skirt. <laughs> what? <laughs> Uh, is it the show Pen Pen Island? No, I haven't seen oh. that. Oh. 
if it's not a reality television, I am very skeptical of watching it. Fair enough. Uh, Chris, anything else for you? No, I'm all set. Zach, any final things you want to mention here? Just stay tuned for Bachelor up, Bachelorette updates. I'm sticking around for sure. Where are you watching The Bachelorette? It's on Hulu. Nice. How many seasons are there on there? 17. Are you going through all <laughs> through 17? I'm watching the most current season right now. Oh, I see. I want to be up to date for Bachelorette Nation. Are you interested in The Bachelor at all? I might watch that. Aren't they connected? Like, isn't it somebody who's like the most liked character on The Bachelorette goes to become The Bachelor or something? Dude, I have no idea. Mm. I thought that's how it was. I watch it because it makes me laugh, not because I cared about their shared universe. <laughs> how do they pick the next Bachelorette? How ABC picks the Bachelor and Bachelorette well, according to... So everyone kind of knows who this girl was. Like They're like, oh, when I heard it was you, I was so excited. So like she must have been on something that people know who she is. She's not like a stranger. Oh, so I guess it doesn't seem like an automatic shoe-in. They, like, have to consider people and, like, what their personal lives are like at the time. If you just got arrested for a DUI, you may not be the choice, the next best bachelor. You know what I'm saying, Chris? I feel like that would be the person that I would definitely want. Has there been a gay bachelor? I don't think so. Oh, that's bullshit. Um, that's a yeah, I got Like I said, nothing new for me to watch. I want to, like... I know that I wouldn't get on the show, but I would love to apply. Like, can Zach, you imagine... Zach, have you heard of the reality show Dating Naked? Yes. Dude, what I want to do, like, it would be great because all these people go on there and they're like, oh, yes, I was a professional baseball player and I'm looking to settle down. Or, oh, yes, I'm a hedge fund manager and I'm looking to settle down. And I'd go there and be like, yeah, I work at a deli and <laughs> I have I almost, hot wife. I have close to nothing going for me in life, but you should pick me. But what I want to do. Is I want to find all those old reality shows that were on like MTV, like Parental Control and Next. Rock of Love. No, I already watched that. That was on oh. VH1. That's where it's at. No, watched... those those were so like obviously scripted. Like they kind of like the real world. Like I'm not saying that like Rock of Love or Flavor of Love wasn't scripted, but it just kind of seemed like they gave them bullet points and said, "Roll with it, guys." Brett Michaels was trying to find love, you piece of shit. No, he wasn't. No, he was not. <laughs> he just wanted to slay some puss, like as much as he possibly could. Dude, he definitely already does that. He's in Poison. Yeah, but like, imagine somebody coming to you and being like, "Listen." We have, on a silver platter, 20 to 30 of the most trashiest women you could possibly imagine. Dude, they're pretty trashy in that. And they all want to fuck you. 
Mm-hmm. Like, do you want to do this? And the thing is, and this was probably the kicker, is that they're like, you don't even need to sleep in the same house as them. No, he, and he was probably What? They all live in the same house. Yeah, all the women, but like Brett Michaels, doesn't he sleep Brett in his Michaels own house? Brett Michaels has a bedroom in that house. Yeah, dude, wow. he's banging whores all night. Wow. And here I the thought one thing I liked, a separate building. The first season of Rock of Love was nice because there was that one girl on it who's like, I see you making out with all these girls. Like, Why the fuck would I want to do it? Like, why would I want to do that after you just, like, made out with all these girls? And it's like, it's the first time I've ever heard anyone address that. And it's always been my thought of, like, I have to watch this. And, like, that's just, it seems like it'd be an impossible situation to actually find someone to marry in. That is true. Like, you get to the end and you're the winner. But, like, did you really win? <laughs> You Did get you really like win if you got like congenital sloppy thirty seconds. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Everybody in that house gets gonorrhea and they have to quarantine. It's, it's, the like, like, it's like, babe, I love that out of everyone you fucked, I was the one you liked fucking the most. <laughs> Thanks for picking me. It's like being the last one on the Bukaki line. Like, are you really gonna notice if you did <laughs> any impact? <laughs> <laughs> You just get to take it all in. Speak from personal experience, Zach. <laughs> I mean, once you're like the last two, like all I'm saying is you're you not contributing never, much. You never want to be last in the Bukaki line. <laughs> Look, you can call me lots of things, but never call me last on the Bukaki line. <laughs> <laughs> I guess it would all depend on how long the Bukaki line was. We're talking, like, Happy China Buffet and it's prime. Oh, fuck no. <laughs> fuck that. Did you see that uh, what was once China Light is now just going to be another Chinese restaurant? Yes. Yes, I did. And I hope it's literally the exact same. I said I bring want. back Bobo's. Bobo's? Bobo's was good. And... Some news that uh, people out in Colorado probably don't give a shit about. Tri-City Pizza was bought by R.H. Foster. I heard it was up for sale. Wait, it was bought? bought It it, was bought by R.H. Foster. And is it going to function the same exact way? Supposedly that store will. Like, nothing's going to change. Like, they just, the owners didn't want to run it anymore. And so, like, but, but, but what we're looking at here is, like, it's quite possible that all of your R.H. Foster gas stations, like, start carrying Tri-City pizza. Dump Freshies and just put Tri-City in there. Dude, I'm fucking done with it. All these small businesses are being bought up by these, like, big these big businesses. Like, R.H. Foster bought out Tri-City and Miller Drug was bought out by Northern Lights. Like, I get Pretty it. Pretty sure, like, R.H. Foster is a, is a main thing. It is, but, like... R.H. Foster it's, it's is a pretty kind big of a local name. business. Wait, okay, but local in quotations. Okay, but like, it's not like they wanted... have one location. Wait, but the guy wanted to retire, though. That's why he hey, sold it. The Tri-City wasn't forced out. I'm not saying yeah. that. I'm not saying he was forced out. I just, like, it's nice to know that your money is going towards, like, a family that is trying to get their kids into soccer. I guarantee you the owners of R.H. Foster 
are not trying to gain money to get their kids new You don't think the people that work at Miller Drug are like have families to provide for? That's not what I'm saying. I'm not talking about the workers. I'm talking about the people that own the company. You don't think the people at Miller Drug are like, wow, I'm glad a stable company owns this so I can keep a job and not go under? <laughs> no, that's not Chris, when people I'm check saying. into the hotel, do you tell them like, hey, why don't you go to Howard Johnson's? That person, at least that money's going to a family. Why are you staying at the Hilton when you could be at the Ramada? That money goes to a family. Oh, the Ramada? You can't stay at the Ramada anymore. Yeah, I know. It's for homeless people. They've just converted it to a homeless shelter. Arguably, they needed one. Yeah. The place is always full, so they must need it. Yeah. Chris, typically I would I would be in fully support of your rant against big corporations, but I'm sorry, I just have a like. Chris, I you like, go to Walmart? Huh? Oh yeah, I'm you not saying I'm, ex- I'm not saying I'm fighting against this system. I don't agree with it, but I don't fight against it. So you're complacent? Yes, dude. I'm a sheep. That's <laughs> true. We all know this. I'm not fighting against any mold. I bought Tri-City Pizza today. I got it more. You brought R.H. Foster, bud. Your money's not going to family anymore. It's a bummer. My money is. I got Fairmont Market Pizza the other day. Ooh, that they have really good pizza. Really good pizza. I'll have to get someone on back. Maybe you're running to your pal Seth Freudenberger. Does he work there? He was when I was there the other day. Really? Him and Coach Morris was chatting it up. Hell yeah, brother. Do they both work there? Coach Morris does not work there, but... I was saying, oh, because he's a coach, right? He's a coach. He's got things to do. Tape to do watch. Mentor me? If I was like, hey, I'm thinking about coaching the league. Like, do you got any secrets? Any I tips? need some. I need somebody in my team. <laughs> coach Seth- Morris, will you help me coach this little league team? <laughs> For a time, Seth was living in Denver. I literally just knew that that was him. I have no nothing about his life. He had an apron on, whooping up pies. <laughs> I mean, he gave me my food, so he's either just a really nice, concerned citizen, or he works there. <laughs> yeah, this one says Zach on it. it. Was Is the, that she, I right? I think it was the former. I think he's a nice <laughs> citizen. You want to stop him for a slice? He's just really passionate about the locals getting their food, or he works there. Uh, well, guys, so next episode's 110. Are we trying to commit to Twilight? I mean, Twilight's I can probably squeeze now, so. Twilight, Twilight in. Just the one, not all five? Well, it depends on when we're shooting to record. I don't know. Let's come up with a timeline. Figure out what, you want, what works best. <laughs> this I is where know. you talk about your schedule? <laughs> <laughs> um... If we did like next, I don't know. When's everyone available? Mm, I would probably need at least a week to watch the five movies. I have Tuesday, Wednesday off next week. I've got some more time available now because we're finally moved out of our apartment into our 
Okay, well, Tuesday, Wednesday is unfeasible. Mm-hmm. Tuesday, Wednesday, I have off next week. Unless we did, like, a morning one during next weekend. Morning episode. Cannot do. It would have to be sometime next week because I'm gone next weekend. Mm-hmm. Then it would have to be Tuesday, Wednesday for me. And that is pretty what about short. The following week. I don't the know what my schedule week, is then. All all day. I mean, we could shoot for Tuesday and Wednesday if you just wanted to just do Twilight, just the one movie. Or if we just did a movie and then pushed Twilight a week back. Oh, we can do that too. So one eleven. We, we do something for Tuesday, Wednesday, and now it's like you have a, a two week period to watch all five of them. Oh, okay, so now we got homework. So two weeks to watch the five movies so we can record episode 111. Right. And then next week we do something different, on a, and we record Tuesday or Wednesday. Right. Cool. I'm cool with that. My vote is uh, no sudden move. Yeah. Yep, I'm fine with that. I've been wanting to watch it. I don't know what it is, but I'll watch it. It's a crime movie with Benicio Del Toro and Don Cheadle. On HBO. Then I can do it. Let's do it, buddy. Yeah, I'm totally down. Aim for next week. Works for me. Oof, nice. What a little peek behind the curtain. Well, as you heard, join us next week for No Sudden Move. And as always, thanks for downloading. Thanks for listening. Always a pleasure to have you with us. Keep staying safe out there. Bye-bye. Bye. What time does the final start tonight? Is it 7.15? 9 o'clock here. on tonight. No, it's no, on. there's a game on. It is 9 o'clock Eastern time, so it should be starting now. Cool. Today at 9... Oh, yeah, at 9 p.m. So right now. I got 20 bucks down on it, so... Yeah, because you, you better guys... No. Did you want Garnet points, Garnet rebounds? <laughs> yes. What did you bet Poirier and McGregor? Oh, let's go check this out. So I bet on McGregor initially. I put five down. And then that was five for like G's? five G's. And that was for a 1040 payout. Then as the fight got closer, DraftKings offered an odd boost. For the fight, so I took the odd boost and then vote and then put money on Poirier. <laughs> so I bet 540 on Poirier with the odd boost. So if McGregor wins, I break even. If Poirier wins, I win like I don't know, like five dollars or something like that compared to what everything I put in. It's a tough call, really, because it really could go either way. But yeah, if you want, I mean, if just... you wanted to make the most money, I was thinking about this. I don't know how like how controlled you can make your bets, but for the most money, like most bang for your buck, the most unlikely thing to happen, but the thing that could happen, is McGregor wins in a first round knockout. That was an option. Yeah, you could bet when the fight was going to end. Like Poirier can, he can take a hit and he has stamina, and McGregor does not. So like, he does not want this fight to go five rounds. So if he comes out swinging and can get him early. A first round knockout. Well, the most is probably a pretty unlikely scenario. It would probably yield the most amount of payout. Oh, I bet that for sure. So, I mean, at this point, I just want Poirier to win because I'd win more money. But ultimately, I don't really care.
Can people in May not use DraftKings and shit anymore? Mm, probably not. Nope. Mm, you might be in like a gray area because it would depend on where DraftKings is based out of. They have to follow their laws, not the state of Maine laws. Oh, really? I'm pretty sure. Yeah, but like it's the same doesn't... reason, like it's the reason OnlyFans is legal in the United States because it's not a U.S. based company. OnlyFans would be illegal in the U.S. Mm. It's technically like you purchasing like by the very basic definition of most of OnlyFans, it's prostitution. Yeah, um, yeah, I guess based on the content they have on there, but if you were selling cooking lessons, you'd probably be fine. Like, Fucking dead. That's selling, my shit. That's if my you're niche, selling guys. like videos of you jerking off, like that's technically by the basic definition of the law, prostitution. But because OnlyFans is a UK based company, they don't have to follow our laws. Yeah, hmm. but it's different but like country to country than it is state to state. Because like state to state still has federal regulation. Federally sporting betting is legal, I guess, but like yeah, I wanna yeah. know how that translates state to state. But again, if DraftKings isn't a U.S.-based company, it doesn't really matter. But it is a U.S.-based company, isn't it? How do you? I don't know. I don't know where it's based. I just kind of assumed it is because everything cools come from America. It's like it's like the number one thing if you were looking to buy a VPN that they suggest is don't buy one that's based within the United States because they're based within the United States. They have to follow United States-based privacy laws. Which are very invasive, but other countries don't have that. So, like, says so it's based that, out of Boston, Massachusetts. That would make it a U.S. based company. Did you look if you could use DraftKings in all fifty states? No, I looked up where it was based out of. Is DraftKings legal in Maine? No, it's not. Is that going to stop me from using it? Can you use? It might be something like you could use it, but if you win enough money, then you have to claim taxes on it, and it sees that oh. you're based out of Maine. Interesting. So DraftKings, you, <laughs> this is so fucked. Uh so you could not go on DraftKings in the state of Maine right now and place a bet for like this the Kansas City Chiefs will beat the Patriots. You can only it's only legal via fantasy related betting. Because it's based on how players like how players actually do. That is legal, but betting on which team will win is not. So betting betting on performance is illegal, but betting on winning or losing is not legal. Yes. So, what? how does that make any gambling, sense? Gambling, gambling so in which sense. players bet on imaginary teams of real players using their actual performance is legal in Maine under a 2017 law. What a stupid loophole! So, betting, basically like college football, video games used to be, is legal, but <laughs> betting on how Madden is is not legal. That's fucking yeah. bullshit. So basically you make it personal. You're like, I'm going to bet that my team consisted of real people is going to beat your made-up team consisted of real people. That's, and the way so we'll keep track of scores is by using real-life stats. So, so that's, we're going to count imaginary points towards my imaginary people. team. 
That's the craziest. <laughs> well, the teams you're betting on aren't real teams, so it's not technically sports betting. <laughs> but to put it in, because the Chiefs is a trademark property of the NFL, that's now not yours. That's the team. What well, a loophole. I'd imagine they don't have to pay them for that for why? their likeness. At some point, you have to ask yourself, why is this insane loophole in place? Like, it's so insanely specific. Like, just lift it. It's almost like you have to ask, why is this even illegal? Like, if you want to throw all your money away online gambling, you should be allowed to. Yeah, yeah, for sure. I don't, like... This is like, like the craziest thing. Like, sports betting being illegal isn't stopping people from sports betting. Like, people are yeah. still finding ways to throw all their money away gambling. So you're not helping gambling addicts here. How do you know it got shot down? Because we voted on it like two years ago. No, but it's back. Like it's back. It's coming it's back. Like on re- Janet for a revote. Yeah. Well, yeah, because all you can do. I mean, all you need is a certain number of signatures to get something on a ballot. Yeah, but is that something that we're going to vote on as a people, or is that something that's yes. going to pass straight through the House? No, we'll vote on it as a state. But why would anybody vote that to be illegal? I wonder if it's something weird, like when the taxes are set up or something. No, because if they – like, I understand if they do it through DraftKings, that would be difficult to collect their taxes. But if they do it, like, no, official – well, that's what I'm saying. If they do it like official betting through like casinos or something like that, like even if they did it, I don't know. Well, no, it would have to be like what they did with like medicinal versus recreational marijuana. Like they have to be separate facilities. You couldn't place bets through casino. You'd have to have your own separate sports gambling. It would more. It facility. would more just open. Like, no one would bet through a casino. Everybody would just use an app, like FanDuel or DraftKings. Are you kidding me? I'd go to the racetrack to bet on sports and shit. Oh, sure, you can. What I'm saying is it makes it now accessible in your pocket. I'd love to bet on the ponies. Yeah, but that's the thing, is that, like, if I started betting on my phone, that's a dangerous rabbit hole, my friend. If I That's start your betting fucking problem, though, and no one should be able to tell you that you can't do it. I know, but if I go to the racetrack at that point, it's semi-contained within my own head, at no, least. No, it's not. It, it would just unleash in a different way. <laughs> Don't you dare put that on me. Don't you dare. Instead of, like, in making four installments into your app of $25 throughout the week, you would just bring 100 at once to the racetrack. It's, yeah. like, well, all the same. Oh, well, You guys got an ATM around here? All I'm saying, <laughs> yeah. losing, losing $25 on four separate occasions is a lot easier to stomach than losing 100 all at once. What you really I need to do, Chris, that, is you but... need to ask yourself, does DraftKings accept PayPal paying for? Then yeah, you could lose like $800 and you really just have to pay it $200 at a time. That's easier to stomach. Yeah, I don't know, bud. <laughs> that's, that's a scary game to play. I couldn't do it. It's so exciting. Oh, I could easily do it. I just couldn't. I, I, oh my like gosh, the potential just... of winning $25 last night on a $4 bet. Such close. <laughs> can you bet like on baseball like games? Yes, you can bet. Like I would love like live sports betting. I would love. Check this out. Check this out. So you can bet what the next pitch will be, strike ball, strike ball or in play. 
You can bet if the next batter will get a hit. You can bet pregame who will hit a home run. You can bet um, the over-under for an inning. You can bet the over-under for a game. You can take run. You can take money lines throughout certain parts of the game. The overall money line. Can uh, I bet number of number of strikeouts? Can I be like, yo, he's gonna throw a fastball high and inside, ten bucks. No, is that high that's and inside? Stupid. Well, here can, can is the high and inside a strike or a ball? That's your that's your bet. I feel like I was, I was a catcher worst. for like eight years. I feel like I could do that kind of betting pretty well. I have inside okay. knowledge. You had people like me pitching to you. You didn't have people like Max Scherzer pitching towards you. No, I caught for like fairly decent people that pitched that went on to like play varsity baseball. Oh man, varsity baseball. I mean, baseball. Like, yeah, I, I never I never caught LA for Dodgers. Los Angeles Angels all-star Justin Courtney, but like I did catch for, like, people that went on to be fairly successful in baseball. All I'm saying is that you were catching from, like, what, 25, 30 feet? You weren't catching from 90 feet from freaking Otani. No, I've caught from 90 feet. Oh, in junior league? Yeah, take that, Chris. I caught in junior league and I caught for Dowdy. Oh, borderline lob. My bad. Yeah, take that, Chris. Did you did you drink some of Alyssa's haterade? <laughs> All I'm saying is I feel like yeah you know I used I'm not to like okay I'm obviously not saying that they're the same I obviously know <laughs> that there's a difference catching a little league fastball than catching Randy Johnson's fastball it's I know that that's same. different. It's just like what you're saying is like Only yeah I used mind, to run track bro. in middle school Only so in like your I. Mind. It's like I used to run track in middle school, so like I kind of get what Usain Bolt goes through when he runs in the Olympics. Like I kind of get it. Maybe you, you do. Mind, <laughs> you don't. You don't though. <laughs> you get. Dude, you know the sport this, that he's playing. This crazy thing with like they were talking about Ryan Lochte being a dinosaur, like trying to compete. In this year's Olympics, and it was like Ryan Lochte, thirty-four. Like he's a dinosaur. And I was like, the T's fucking thirty-four. <laughs> he's not that old. I know it makes the last of us feel like we're almost dead. <laughs> oh my god! Most was... of his life, like in theory, if he dies of old age, more of his life is ahead of him than his behind <laughs> <Yeah>. him. <laughs> I know you're you're sitting there at home, and it's like, fuck, if this guy can't swim at thirty-four, like. What, What's it going to be like for me? <laughs> My life's fucking over. Shit. This guy can't make the Olympics at 34. Like At 34, I should be fucking dead if these are like the comparisons. 